Looking for a way to keep your kids or grandkids entertained? Just tell your smart speaker to play Vision Kids Radio. Vision Kids! Problem solved. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. As we do on a Monday, we love to check in on this week's political agenda and Martin Niles, the Managing Director of the Australian Christian Lobby, joining us. Martin, welcome back to 2020. Thank you, Neil. That was a bit of excitement there, wasn't it? But uh, here we are. <laughs> I'll, I'll have to just learn which buttons are which. You'd think I've been doing this long enough. Hey, Martin, <laughs> you have been travelling around the state of Queensland, uh, an amazing The Truth of It live tour, and the crowds that have been turning out have been beyond your expectation. Uh, give us a little insight into what's happened so far. Well, it's been a very exciting time, Neil. We decided to uh, take the truth of it on the road, which is my uh, YouTube program, and uh, film at different destinations around the country and meet with ATL's many supporters. And uh, we just can't keep up with demand. So we, we just can't accommodate everybody. We keep upgrading venues. They keep selling out. We uh, had 1,600 sold out in Brisbane. We had about 1,000 sold out on the Sunshine Coast. I'm in Bundaberg tomorrow. We're about to sell that out. Uh, and I'll be going on to Rockhampton, Gladstone, Mackay, Cairns and Toowoomba to round out the oh, and the Gold Coast to round out the Queensland uh, destinations and then on to other states. And so uh, incredible to see the hunger people have for truth, uh, incredible to see the excitement that is out there to hear the word of God applied to the issues of our day. Uh, and also to have an opportunity to get involved themselves. Uh, it really is uh, very, very, very rewarding, very, very exciting. Uh, and people who want to be a part of that and come along and join the crowds and say good day, uh, you know, you're very, very welcome. And uh, the ACL website, there is uh, a link through to the Truth of It Live special events to register. So uh, very exciting times, Neil. And, and it's a real cause for optimism, uh, actually, for us to see the hunger that's out there. Well, just to pause and reflect on that for just a few moments, because these are not small venues you've been booking here, Martin. Uh, when you talk about the Brisbane City Hall, uh, you've been actually upgrading these because the response has been so good, you've been upgrading to the bigger venues wherever you've been going. Is that the way it works? Yeah, so in Brisbane initially we had a, a church that we had booked and of course we filled that up in one day. <laughs> so we just had to keep upgrading. We got to City Hall, it was the biggest we could sort of get, but we could have gone larger. Um, and so for future states, we're going to Western Australia next in July. Uh, we're looking at some very, very big locations uh, within Perth and Bunbury and Albany and places like that. So yeah, it, it's no small thing. There's a real groundswell, there's a real excitement. And uh, one of the great things about it is it's able to you know it, it's a real visual demonstration of the fact that we're not in this alone there's many people who think the way we think as christian folk in australia who are concerned about the way things are going but also who believe in the power of the gospel the power of the word of god to solve these problems so uh, very exciting and the atmosphere is electric so it's uh, it's all very exciting well, every listener to our regular conversations on a Monday will know you're very articulate when it comes to the issues that we discuss. And uh, you're getting this, what it seems to me, to be a little bit of a rock star welcome in these centres. How is this presentation happening? Are you just up st up uh, on a stage, on a platform, and uh, someone hands you a microphone and, and uh, it's over to you, Martin? Is that the way it works? 
Well, there's Wendy Francis as well, who is our Queensland State Director for the Queensland event. So the two of us uh, do a little bit of speaking. Wendy talks about the volunteer work that we're doing, uh, the grassroots activity in Queensland. Then we get a few local volunteers from the town that we're in or the city we're in to get up and talk about their experience. At some of the events, we have some musical items, just depending on the size of them. Uh, and of course, I also do 40 minutes to present an episode of The Truth of It, which is filmed live and everyone watches and has a good time. And then we do some Q&A afterwards. People send their questions in. And also, uh, I hang around at the end to meet and greet with as many people as would like to meet and greet, which uh, tends to keep me busy fairly late. So uh, it's, uh, it's a big night. It's a really big night. And uh, there's, a, there's a few bells and whistles there to keep people interested with different, different parts of the event. And somebody on hand to pick up the scrunched up paper behind you after the event. Is that the case? <laughs> well, no, I throw it into the audience so oh, <laughs> they, can take, they can take it away as a souvenir. As a souvenir. <laughs> Great stuff. Hey, there's been a huge event on in Queensland on the weekend. It was the March for Life. Another big crowd turning out onto the streets in Brisbane. You were one of the speakers there amongst a whole host of well-known names. How'd that go on the weekend? Yeah, that was really exciting too, Neil, speaking of big events. Um, so Brisbane really um, put on a big turnout for the March for Life, uh, which was in front of Parliament House uh, in the city. Uh, I would say there was at least 3,000 people there. The organisers are saying about 4,000. I think that's probably right. Um, and we had Senators uh, Stoker and Canavan there, both Queensland Senators, strong pro-lifers, uh, and the member for Dawson, which is in North Queensland, George Christensen, again, a strong pro-lifer. And the two things that really um, dominated the day were, first of all, the fact that since Queensland legalised abortion right up to the point of birth, we've seen a more than 50% increase in the number of abortions that have been occurring. And that's very consistent with what we've seen in other states like Victoria and Tasmania and we're sure soon New South Wales, uh, who have legalised abortion to birth before us, uh, before Queensland. So uh, it's a really sad state of affairs. It shows that the law does have a very real impact. Uh, the law does have an impact on life. Um, but there was some really good signs of pushback with uh, George Christensen's bill uh, being widely promoted. And George Christensen has introduced a bill to the federal parliament to make it uh, a legal requirement that children who are born alive as a result of a failed abortion must be given life-saving medical care and not simply left to die slowly and alone, which is the current practice. And uh, the tragedy is that as many as 10% or more than that, actually 12% of late-term abortions result in that practice where the child is born alive and left to die. And that's not me saying that. That's the Parliamentary Library, which is one of the best research outfits in the country. Uh, they've looked at the stats. So really good to raise awareness about that and to get people behind it. We're running a campaign to support it at our website. And if people haven't written to their MPs to say, you've got to look at this issue, you've got to be aware of this issue, you've got to support this bill, uh, then they can get onto that as a, a course of action right away. A lot of people shake their heads and they say, how did we get this far down this track? And as you say, as many as 12% of babies born alive during failed abortions in Australia. Very important what's happening with that bill from the MP George Christensen, the Human Rights Children Born Alive Protection Bill 2021. He's coined a new expression that probably ought to catch on, the idea that unborn lives matter. 
that was that something that was uh, was really being propagated around the the gathering on the weekend. Well, George got up and I thought, I said, turn to Matt Canavan next to me. And I said, whoops, that's the headline for the day. Because he got up and he said, I've got something to say. All lives matter. Uh, and he said, it's not controversial. And he said, unborn lives matter. And I, I just think, yes, of course they do. And uh, these are the lives that do matter, but are swept under the carpet. Um, and we don't talk about it. And as you say, Neil, it's slowly but surely we've reached a point where we've got wake up and say, how did we get here? What went wrong? This isn't right. Um, and I think that's correct. And the fact that 4,000 odd people showed up in Brisbane shows that we're, you know, many people feel the same way. I know that pro-life people would like to think that unborn babies would be a non-partisan issue, but uh, there were, of course, various politicians on the stage at the March for Life and uh, typically conservative-based. I note that one MP for Cleveland, Mark Robinson, uh, took to the stage and branded Labor the champions of death. Now, are we just getting political here, or is this something that the Labor Party potentially uh, you know, holds that label uh, proudly? Uh, what are your thoughts here, Martin? Well, the context of that comment, I think, was correct, which was that uh, Labor in Queensland uh, legalised abortion to birth, uh, and now they're talking about legalising euthanasia, which is, you know, killing people at the other end of life, which I suppose is the logical next step once you say that killing is OK uh, of any life. Um, and so he was highlighting that, and that's correct in the Queensland context. Uh, I think more broadly, um, what we find is that yet in Labor, it's, it's nearly impossible to be pro-life, although in South Australia, there's a number of pro-life Labor MPs. Um, but in the coalition, it's also in the Liberal and National parties, it's getting harder and harder too. And it's sort of down to individuals like Senator Stoker, Mark Robinson, George Christensen, Matthew Canavan, people like this. It's down to individuals who are prepared to take a stand for life. And so I think when people do vote, particularly on Senate tickets, it's more important than ever to know what the values of the individual are that you're voting for, uh, because you find pro-life convictions amongst them, uh, but they don't necessarily run by party lines. Uh, there's pro-life and pro-choice in both parties. Well, you don't want to be a champion of death. Uh, and there is no doubt uh, some level of compulsion on politicians, whether they be federal politicians or state politicians, to be champions of life. And an event like that on the weekend just highlights the significant support that is behind a pro-life position. Hey, there's another issue around life uh, from South Australia, the assisted suicide bill. It actually passed the South Australian Upper House last week. What were your thoughts on that one, Martin? Yeah, well, this is the tragedy, right? I mean, South Australia's followed the same pattern. They legalised abortion to birth. Although I must say that because the pro-life movement is growing in Australia, and it really is, I mean, these rallies are monstrous. They, they march all through the CBD. They're getting bigger, and I speak at them all over the country. They're always getting bigger. Uh, and because of the enormous pushback from the strong pro-life movement in South Australia, that abortion to birth bill is the most restrictive in the country. Uh, so that's progress, you know, and we've got to keep on going because next time we might be able to stop the bill altogether. Um, but, of course, the next step is that they take life at the end of life and the legalising euthanasia, which says, you know, you can kill someone, you can take their life if they ask for it at the end of their life, um, which is really an awful thing. I mean, you shall not kill. I always thought that was the most basic uh, requirement, the most uncontroversial thing that God ever said. But here we are talking about it and it's passed the upper house and now it's going to the lower house. And look, what we know with euthanasia laws is that once they pass, 
once you say, no, nope, the sanctity of life is out the window, we're going to uh, take into account other considerations, we're going to pick and choose who we can kill and who we can't kill, there's no firm foundation, there's no firm standard. The sanctity of life was the standard, now you don't have one. And it just gets eroded and chipped away until you end up like Belgium and the Netherlands where you're euthanizing children, you're euthanizing dementia patients, you're euthanizing people in mobile euthanasia units, and 10% of all deaths every year are euthanasia deaths. It's a terrible, terrible path to go down. It's dark. So that's a real shame. Uh, there will be a campaign on that through ACL to try and stop that in the lower house in South Australia. Uh, the government will give it time to debate, and if it passes the lower house, it will become law. It's really worth opposing for the sake of the elderly and the sick. And acl.org.au for listeners in South Australia. Let's just back to the state of Queensland for a moment and a quick comment here. Uh, But the Noosa Temple of Satan is fighting to have Satanism taught in schools and for devil worshippers to be chaplains. Uh, What's happening in the state of Queensland? (laughs) Well, uh, we were saying before, how did we get here uh, about the life issue? And uh, this again is a demonstration of, well, how did we get here? And just reminds me of the situation in America with Lil Nas, the rapper, who put out a Satan shoe uh, and was sort of glorifying the worship of Satan and put out a music video to that effect. And I look around and I think, wow, you know, is this really on the rise? Is this really where we're going? And the Noosa Temple of Satan have been doing some very effective advocacy and want to get into schools now. Uh, I would just say to people, yeah, look, this is where we are. Um, and hopefully it's a call to Christians to continue to stand up and to continue to find their voice because now we are fighting real darkness. Uh, This is a spiritual war more than it is a political war, uh, and it's going to require the people of God to stand up and be counted. And that's why I'm so pleased to see things like the pro-life rally so huge, the truth of it live being so successful, and our campaigns getting so much participation. I just say to everybody, this is a call. Keep on keeping on. Let's uh, let's find our voices more and more because uh, I think the future looks good for the Christian voice if this continues. Uh, and I think that the imperative is there. We're seeing that this is a spiritual issue. It's now coming to our kids. Uh, we also will be keeping a close eye on that particular issue of the Noosa Temple of Satan and the Queensland schools thing. Certainly, if there's any serious proposal around that, we will be opposing it and inviting people to participate. So, uh, yeah, I think there's a little wake-up call in that one. Uh, but um, I-, I would say it's great to see so many people seeing the signs of the times and getting involved. A wake-up call, a challenge to everyone listening to our conversation today. Let me point people to the ACL website, and uh, especially for those listeners in the state of Queensland, in Bundaberg, Gladstone and Rockhampton, this week, the Truth of It Live Tour. You can book to be a part of that in the venues that you'll be able to find on the ACL website, acl.org.au. That's acl.org.au. Martin Isles is the Managing Director for the Australian Christian Lobby. Martin, thanks so much for the update today on 2020. Thanks, Neil. Always a pleasure. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.